So back in my hometown, there's a little country cemetery. Get that picture up there? Thank you. There's a little country cemetery at the end of a little country road. And this is a little bit dark, but who in the world put a dead-end sign next to a cemetery? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think it's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> Death, of course, is not funny. But on the other hand, we can laugh. We get the last laugh, thanks be to Jesus, because the truth is the cemetery is not the dead end, is it? Amen? Amen. And that's why here on this last Sunday of the church year, our Holy Mother, the church, wants us to hear these as the very last words. So I want you to think about this. All the scripture readings that we have listened to throughout this entire liturgical year, the very last thing that we hear this year are the words of Jesus. Truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Because our church, the church, our mother who loves her children, wants these to be the last words we all hear on the last day of our own lives. We all want to live well, right? But we should also want to die well. That sounds strange at first, I know. But the older that I get, as my gray hairs remind me and the aches of my body tells me, the closer I know I'm getting to my own end. As I walk with many of you, as I have and will, through the valley of the shadow of death, as my own family took that journey this last year, all of this makes me think about it a little bit more, about dying well. Now, if you would Google the phrase dying well, the thing that comes up right away immediately is palliative care. And the very laudable goal of, of trying to create or try to have as little suffering as possible. But the dying well that we're talking about this morning, that the scriptures propose to us, is something altogether different because sometimes that suffering can't be avoided. I mean, just ask the martyrs, ask the thief on the cross, ask Jesus. Dying well is something else. Let's begin by being honest. We're all afraid to die. Now, some of us put on a really good front and say, oh, no, I'm not really afraid to die. Yeah. But here's the thing. Dying is not natural. We've turned it into this sort of natural thing. Oh, everybody dies. It's so natural. It's not natural. It's back, in fact, it's the most unnatural thing of all because we're not made to die. We're made to live. It's not natural. So it terrifies us, and rightly so. We might be afraid of the unknown or how I'm going to die or maybe of even meeting my maker. Even recently, I went to the bedside of a very scared dying person because there's all of the regrets all the things that we failed to do or we know we could have done better or that there were the times that we knew better and then we consciously made a choice to do the wrong thing and maybe that's even a big secret that we keep something fearfully kept hidden we think no one will know I'm going to take that to the grave with me like Adam and Eve, we foolishly think that we can hide in the bushes and he can't see. Nothing is hidden from him. And his justice will demand the truth of our lives. And don't forget, <laughs> our mortal enemy is going to be right there at your deathbed. Oh, he'll be there. 
He doesn't quit then. No, 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 no. He'll be right there to wag his ugly, condemning, accusing finger in your face. I know what you've done. You know what you've done. He's not going to forgive that. He doesn't love you. He's left you here to die. As God's providence would have it, the thief would die next to God that day. And he had heard Jesus say earlier, Father, forgive them. Something that those torturous soldiers and those mocking religious leaders never deserved. But neither did he, and the thief readily admits that his actions had rightly landed him on that cross. We're getting what we deserve. But now he knows the one who doesn't deserve this, the one who could bring down on all of us what we deserve, but instead he's taking what we deserve and giving us what we don't deserve, his forgiveness. In this realm, in this earthly kingdom that we walk around in each and every day, in the end you always get your just desserts, don't you? In the end there's always payback. But the thief saw in this very different king, this suffering king hanging on the cross, that a different realm, a different kind of kingdom was was breaking in, a kingdom where the king takes what we deserve and gives us what he deserves. He takes our death and gives us his life. And so this desperate dying thief puts everything on that. He banks everything on Jesus Stripped naked and strung up to die because of his crimes, he boldly, boldly begs for his only hope, his last hope. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Paradise, like the Garden of Eden, which is more than a lost tropical Shangri-La. The Garden of Eden was so was paradise because God lived and dwelled with Adam and Eve. The bliss of paradise is who you're with. So this also might sound a bit strange, but I'm starting to see death even as a gift. Not that we should have a death wish or rush towards it. Don't misunderstand me. But you see, the greatest of saints teach us something, that we are to never put our confidence in ourselves, only in Christ. St. Therese of Lusso said this, In the evening of this life, I shall appear before you with empty hands, for I do not ask you, Lord, to count my works. All our justice is blemished in your eyes. I wish then to be clothed in your justice, and to receive from your love the eternal possession of yourself. Death then is sort of a final grace. Why? Because, see, it strips away everything that we rely on, our health, our faculties, even our breath, everything that makes us think we have some kind of control, because we don't. We have to let go of everything, our riches, our claims, our achievements, our successes, our progresses, anything that we think is deserving, because it's not. Our Lord uses death to strip it all away from us, to empty out our hands so that he can save us, so that the only thing we can hold on to is the only hope we have. 
the one who holds on to us. Jesus, remember me. Now for those of you, perhaps those of you younger than I am, you may be sitting there going, thanks pastor, it's kind of a downer sermon you're preaching, but you know, this is probably good advice. I will file this away for someday when I get a little bit closer to death. Just remember that we will not all get a diagnosis that will give us days to gather with our family and our friends to make peace and make amends and be at, at goodwill with God. Remember that sometimes death comes suddenly and without notice. Or Jesus might return suddenly. But even if we do have the time to prepare, this last word of the church year is not simply the last word for your last day. See, this is also going to sound a little strange, but, but to die well is also to live well. I mean, after all, we've all been dying ever since we started living. And so Jesus wants us to start living even while we're dying. And ironically, it is a dying thief who gives us a model for living. So yes, Jesus, remember me. When you come into your kingdom, the day that I die, bring me your kingdom. But also, Jesus, remember me today. Jesus, today let me be with you in paradise. Because his kingdom comes to us even today, especially now as we gather at the Eucharist when we do this in remembrance of me. That remembrance is a two-way street. I don't know if you think about it that way or not. Of course, we always think about that as we eat his body and we drink his blood for the forgiveness of our sins, of course, our faith remembers Jesus. We hang on to him. That's why we've come. But here he is also remembering us. That's the other way it goes. Just like that thief on the cross today, Jesus sees us. He sees you. And he remembers you. He remembers his promise of mercy to you. Today, you are with me in paradise. Because the bliss of paradise is who you are with. I shared in Bible class a few weeks ago, and so some of you have heard me talk about this, how my grandfather died. I won't hang out all my family's dirty laundry. But let's just say that my grandfather did not always live well. I love him dearly, and God rest his soul, but in his lifetime, he made some horrible mistakes that deeply hurt himself and, and the people that he loves. And yet he never let go of Jesus. Or better said, Jesus never let go of him. And so when his last day came, the pastor came to the hospital room to give him communion. And by the time the pastor had left the room, my grandfather was gone. What a way to die. To die with Jesus in this earth on your lips. And to wake up and to see Jesus with your eyes in paradise. That's dying well. I want to die like that. But my brothers and sisters... As Jesus is placed on your lips right now today, that's also living well. Let's take these last words of the church year 
to prayer. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Truly I say to you, today you are with me in paradise.